With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In West Des Moines. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. the hour of 11 o'clock on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Millers, we take you up until noon. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, team is in L.A. It's where Mitch is. He will join us here in about 25 minutes. But before we get to that point, we're going to talk a little college basketball. Localize it. Washer Systems of Iowa sponsors Kevin Lehman as he joins us a whole bunch of times throughout the college basketball season. Kevin, Trent, and Ken, compliments of the season. How are you, Kevin Lehman? I'm doing great, guys. I'm glad I'm before Mitch Holtis and not after him because that is a tough <laughs> act to follow. As a guy who spent a lot of uh, lot of uh, side by side time calling basketball games, how many? If you had to guess, how many times you and Holtis done a game together? Oh boy! You know we always do the arch madness, and I always say a uh, what's that? A high tide raises all ships. So he makes me look really good because the ultimate professional is Mitch. Uh, I'd say we probably do about eight a season, and it's been going on probably season number. Now. Yeah, well, he hopes that he doesn't get back into college basketball <laughs> right. until the third week in February, which he's been fortunate enough the last couple of years. But we want to talk about the locals with you, Kevin Lehman, and we got to start with the story uh, in the state of Iowa, and that's uh, T.J. Otzelberger and those Iowa State Cyclones who are ranked number 11, who have yet to taste defeat after winning all of two games last year. Uh, Kevin, I know you you have a lot of respect for T.J. Otzelberger. You thought, I'm sure you thought, well, you know what, he's going to be okay there. Nobody saw it happening this quickly. What's behind this, Kevin? What's behind it? I think they've done a great job in the transfer portal of putting the pieces together, and they've been very demanding, T.J. and his staff. We talked earlier in the season about culture. You know, he got rid of some guys, and some guys left that didn't fit in. So he's got the guys that want to be there. And then, Ken, when you win, that just feeds into that culture you're trying to develop. And these guys have won. Now, Wayne Brent, the coach at Jackson State, I had them Tuesday night. He was just come from Iowa State. He said, Iowa State is by far not the most talented team we played. He goes, but they are the best team we played. Uh, fit together. They can guard multiple positions. And they defend at such a high level for a group that's not been together very long. I think that's the most amazing part of what the Cyclones have done is their ability to defend as a team and be so connected as a team on a, on a group that's basically there's two guys that were on the last year's team that are playing on the squad. How does that happen? How defensively do you get guys to buy in to be that connected? Because a lot of times, I mean, if you played any level of basketball, you know when you start playing with teammates, you know where they are, you know their tendencies – those kind of things with the group that was just 
thrown together. How do you become this connected this quickly? I think you have to demand a certain level of excellence, which they have done. And not only that, uh, you you got to keep them to a high standard. And if those players that we saw, as I mentioned before, some players left the program. Uh, if you're not going to buy in, then depart ways and get guys that are. And I think Brockington has been a tremendous Huge. leader yep. for this Iowa State team at both ends of the court, not only uh, uh, offensively, but he's the connected piece at the defensive end. And, and Kalsher, you know, has struggled to shoot at times, but he's always defended. Mm-hmm. So all these players, I'm even watching Trey Jackson, who's getting limited minutes, with a smile on his face. Right. These guys are enjoying yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. No, it's, and we've seen George George Condit also. It's yep. new life for George Condit. Yeah, the the two holdovers. I couldn't agree with you more. It's good to see Trey Jackson having some fun playing basketball again. And I totally agree with you on the two Big Ten transfers. Uh, the the defensive uh, prowess, if you will, it, it's rubbed off on this team. Uh, and it's an interesting comment. Not the best team they've played. Are not the most talented team they've played, but the best team that they've played. We're off to a good start. Uh, let's go to the Valley, Kev. We'll save Iowa for for the end. Uh, Trent and I, before the season, I think when we had you on earlier, we kind of thought the same thing. The boy, Drake, and you and I are going to be major, major factors uh, in the Valley. Non-con has not gone well for the Panthers. So let's start there. And can you put some of the... I guess reasoning for the slow start, I don't want to use the word blame, uh, behind the fact that, I mean, Green's coming off a pretty serious injury, right? And this is a team that's had some guys that have been, you know, maybe slower to get back to what we thought they were going to be. How big of a role has that played in their slow start? I think A.J. Green uh, early really struggled. And I had those first two games, Vermont and Nichols, and he couldn't throw it in the ocean. Shots that he usually made. They were seeing... Sparks of it now, Ken, where he gets those streaks. You know, he had 35 and 30 in back-to-back games with Illinois State and a big win at Bonnie. So, and he, against Jackson State Tuesday night, he came out the second half at three threes and three possessions, nine points in three possessions. So you're seeing sparks of the old A.J. Green, but he's not like he was. And, of course, he's had a year off. But the biggest issue for them has been, in the middle, the health of Austin Fife has not played the last two games. They don't have a big inside post presence without Austin Fife. So they're trying to reinvent themselves offensively right now because I'm not sure. You know, Fife had COVID back in July, and he's having effects on his lungs now, so mm. he can't. He has no stamina. That's why they've held him out the last two games, and he played only 11 minutes against Illinois State. So wait, I don't know what the future is for Austin Fife. Let's hope that he gets back and is healthy, but... So, so they're playing. They're trying to generate offense in the paint with dribble drives, back cuts. They don't have a back-to-back presence in there without fight. Yeah, it makes it difficult, no doubt. AJ Green's going to get there. I don't think there's any doubt that we're going to see the guy we saw it in the win against St. Bonaventure. Just when he goes off, how good he can be. I want to go down the road though of Nate Heisey. He played a lot last year because of AJ Green being out. First game to this season, I said, boy. I don't know. I don't know if he's a high-level MVC player. And then since then, he's look, made me look like a moron, including a double-double <laughs> on Tuesday night. He's playing really, really well for the Panthers. Not a big dude by any means, but he has 6'4". He's got a little bit of size for the MVC. What do you see out of Heisey and how his game certainly is elevated here over the last couple of weeks? Well, you need to talk to my son, Grant, who grew up, you know, he's been following the Panthers for 30 years. He loves Nate Heisey. 
six four. This kid's a better athlete than he appears. Mm-hmm. And double double against Jackson State. He's just kind of that solid guy. And here's what another thing with Northern Iowa. They don't have what I call two way players. Their best offensive players are not their best defensive players. Other than Knight, Nate Heidi, he plays both ends of the court. Think back to the guys that they had that could score and guard. Jeremy Morgan comes to mind. Wes Washington. You know, Green is an okay defender. Uh, Pickford can't score but can defend. Burhau's kind of been up and down. Uh, but Heisey's been really solid for him, Trent, to your point. And I think he's going to be, you know, he's, he's a second-year guy, but he still listed as a freshman. He's going to be one of those really solid guys you can build a program around. But, you know, the Panthers need, they're living and dying with that three ball. They need some guys that can break you down and get to the rim off the bounce. They just don't have that this year. And I go back to West Washington. It's been a while since they've had guys like that. Jeremy Morgan could do it. This team doesn't have to possess that right now. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Drake. They're six and four uh, as we sit here today. They play tonight. Uh, Jackson uh, State uh, again. The opponent as they remain in the state of Iowa. Tucker DeVries uh, is off to a really good start in his, in his college career. Did you see this coming? And and might when it's all said and done, might Tucker DeVries lead this team in scoring? He does right now. But a pretty impressive feat for a true freshman to come in, and he's a big kid. Don't get me wrong; he's built uh, for the valley uh, at this point. Tucker DeVries, the start that he's had for pops. He is a hybrid player. You can play him at all different positions, Ken, and that's what makes him dangerous. Since Roman Penn went out three games ago. They put DeVries in the lineup. He's averaged 21 points a game. And I just did eight impact players for the Valley. He's the only freshman on it. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is a transfer from another Division One or a junior college player. So hands down, going to be the, the freshman year. Do you remember Marcus Damask? He's a, now he's a, out of Southern Illinois. Two years ago, he's newcomer and freshman of the year. That's who he reminds me of. DeVries is a point forward. He can pass it. He can shoot it. He can score at all three levels. Yeah, this is. I kind of saw this coming because uh, we knew he had Dad's basketball IQ. He's a lot bigger than Pops is. So, yeah. uh, and and this kid, you can play him. And you know, I coached Darren. He's one of the toughest individuals I've been around. Of course, if you grew up with an old with a younger brother, Jared DeVries, mm-hmm. you'd probably have to be kind of tough. <laughs> yes, you do. So the MVC as a whole, Loyola has a good start to the season, but it the conference has not got the quality wins that I think a lot of people were hoping for. Short of Loyola going, I don't know, 16-2 and in conference play, losing in the championship to whoever, probably not going to be a multi-bid league. And then we have all the, the future, the changes, including Loyola leaving the conference. This year, the MVC and towards the future, what do you see with this conference that has had to adapt certainly throughout the years? Well, Trent, I'm with you on this. I thought this would be a multiple-bid year for the Valley. They had a lot of missed opportunities in non-conference. Loyola has taken advantage of them. Now, they've won at DePaul, and DePaul's a little better than they've been in the past. They've won at Vanderbilt. So those are, you know, power five wins. Uh, they beat Arizona State. And then the only other big win you've got is Southern Illinois over Colorado down the Virgin Islands, that game I had, and, of course, Northern Iowa at Bonaventure. So... A lot of missed opportunities, and Drake may be the biggest culprit. You know, lost at Clemson mm-hmm. overtime. Uh, was it Alabama or, or I guess Arkansas? And they had leads in all those games. So this is a Drake team that's the record's a little deceiving. When I look at this, I'm with you, Trent. I think it's a one bid league again. Unfortunately, Loyal is leaving, 
But fortunately, Belmont comes in, and we kind of all thought, hey, you add Belmont with Loyola, this is going to be a multiple-bid league, but not so, guys. And the talk of expansion has really cooled down because if they're going to take Murray State, I think they would have done it by now. So I'm not sure what direction the Valley's going. When do you think we'll know, Kevin? Any idea? I think, you know, the presidents are pulling the strings on this. I really Mm -hmm. think they like the number 10. But I'm I'm here in North Texas. I'm here in uh, Missouri, Kansas City. You're here in Murray State. You're here in all different types of teams. But I think now, Ken, you'd have to you'd have to bring in two more to stay an even number. Right, you? absolutely. In Loyal Leaves, you might have to bring in two more. And I'm not sure if they want to do that. Uh, let's do Iowa. They've lost three straight games. Of course, the two Big Ten openers didn't go their way. They played well against Purdue, shorthanded. No Keegan Murray, uh, Illinois. The game got close at the end, and Iowa State uh, blew them out. Uh, what, a week ago tonight? Was it a week ago? Whenever. Right? I think it was a week ago. Our, um, uh, the Utah State this weekend, big spot. Want to snap that three-game losing streak. Your thoughts on what you've seen from the Hawks so far? Well, the obvious is they have not been able to compete on the backboards against the bigger front lines. And Iowa State was not even a big front line. They got crushed by Iowa State. But I think Iowa State has the will to rebound. So if they don't solve that problem, they're going to have some issues in the Big Ten, especially when they go against the bigs like uh, we saw at Purdue. Uh, Kofi Coburn, they couldn't deal with him. You're going to see that against Michigan with Dickerson. But here's what I think I'm seeing on this Iowa team. And and they've got Utah State, which is a really good mid-major. I'm seeing more Bohan at the point and Perkins as the two when the games are on the line. We saw it against Iowa State in the second half when they were struggling to score. So I think the lineup you're going to see, they may not be your starting lineup, but I think it's going to end up Bohannon, Perkins, Patrick McCaffrey, and they might be the best team with the two Murrays in there. Rabasha uh, coming off the as, there's, as he's going to start, but I think their most difficult lineup to defend is with both Murrays, Bohannon and Perkins. Got to shoot to start to shoot it a little bit better. We've seen Chris Murray, who got off to that good start. His shooting has gone down really outside of Perkins. Team has not shot the ball incredibly well here as of late. And, of course, the rebounding. So take off the broadcaster's cap and go back to your origins, and that is as a coach. What kind of drills, what are you doing here to get this team just better on the end? Or is it just you got to play with more effort to get those rebounds? Well, yeah, rebounding, it's 90% effort. You've got to really focus on it. And here's one of the problems. And you, you know, you know your basketball well. If you're a running team, sometimes your guys start to leak out and they don't stay in rebound. I think that's an issue with the Hawks right now. Not all. This is a team because of their lack of size. They have to send all five to the boards. That's going to hurt your fast break. So I think they're caught right now between that rock and the hard places. You know how much, how many guys we send the defensive board, and how do we get out and run? Kevin, have you seen Minnesota? No, I have not. I've just seen some clips on the uh, Big Ten Network. Uh, <laughs> they're working some magic up there. I Boy, do know I'll that. say, yeah, Ben Johnson's got that team playing exceptionally well. Well, one loss. Mm-hmm. They got Michigan State beat them. They beat Michigan, lost to Sparty. Yes. Right, yeah. Right. A couple of quality wins. I do, have, uh, I do have Ohio State Tuesday. I have never been to Columbus, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to get in the horseshoe. Somehow I'm going to sneak nice. in that place <laughs> and get down the horseshoe. But I've got him against UT Martin, so it's going to be one of those one of those tough games to broadcast. But that's another team that, yep. uh, you know, they beat Duke. They've got Kentucky Saturday, the mm-hmm. Buckeyes do. This is a, a team that doesn't have a big front line, but they're really hard to guard. 
So you were, of course, in the Virgin Islands, as you get to go seemingly every year and get to broadcast a bunch of games down there. Uh, you mentioned to me off the air that you saw Colorado State, who played well winning mm-hmm. the championship there. Nico Medved, I know, dirty word to a lot of people, certainly over on Forest Avenue, but he's got a team there yeah, with the It worked Rams. out well for them, though. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It has worked out well for him. Yeah, David, look up this name, David Roddy. This guy is 6'6", about 240. He came out of the Twin Cities uh, for Colorado State. They're the best mid-major I've seen, hmm. uh, and they won that down there. They beat, uh, they beat Creighton easily. Roddy had 7-3. <laughs> this kid won the state shot put contest. He won the state discus, and he was a big-time quarterback football recruit Jeez. is playing basketball for Colorado State, and this is a man He's like Charles Barkley on steroids. Huh. This dude can score at every level. So if you want to – and they've got them all back. Here's one of the things, guys, I'm concerned about with these mid-majors that have these super seniors. They're not – some of them we're seeing them not being motivated. This Colorado State team has everybody back from last year that went to the NIT. They really play well together. And they've added a couple other pieces. It's a very solid team. And uh, I see they broke in the top 25 on the AP poll this week. Uh, could you see Farouk Manish getting a job after this year, his own program? He's still with Medved, right? I believe he is. Yeah, I tell you what, Ken. When I interviewed David Roddy afterwards, because he had three threes before that game, and Creighton tried to guard him with their seven-foot-one guy, and he complimented Ali Farouk Manish on developing his jump shot. And yeah, Ali's going to—he's headed in that direction to be a big-time Division One basketball coach. He, he's got that personality about him, the demeanor. Uh, you know, and I coached him in the primetime league. I remember the first year I took him as an eighth-round pick. <laughs> Nobody knew who he was. As soon as he got in the floor, that team was better. Uh, he just got that pizzazz about him. So I think he can. You're right on. Ali's going to have a great future in basketball. I know you've seen uh, Creighton this year, also including down there. They got Villanova Friday night. Biggie's play begins. And tough loss the other night against Arizona State. We saw them against Iowa State, a young team for Coach McDermott. What do you think of the Blue Jays? Are they a team that, what, bubble? Is that a likely scenario for Creighton? Yeah, I think so because they're really young, as you mentioned. It's the best recruiting class in Creighton's history. Mm. Uh, Arthur Kaluma is like 40th, and they got him because he originally committed to UNLV. So, DJ, he didn't want to go to Iowa State. So Osselberger kind of helped Mac get land Arthur Kaluma. Wow. But here's the story of that team. Have you seen Ryan Hawkins? This is a kid from Atlantic, Iowa. Yep. He went to Northwest Missouri State, won three national championships. So as a fifth-year grad, he transfers into Creighton. All this kid does is win. I think his record is like 168-8 and eight as a player. <laughs> He's fun to watch. And they've got Nimhard, Ryan Nimhard, you know, his brother is the uh, – Point guard for Gonzaga is yep. a freshman point guard. Really young team, trying to play fast, uh, but they're making freshman mistakes is what the problem has with Craig. But I think I'm with you on that, Trent. This is a probably going to be a bubble team when it all shakes out. Kevin, we'll talk to you in the new year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll talk to uh, talk to you in January. Thank you, Kevin Lehman. All right, guys, say hello to Mitch and have a great Christmas. Yeah, you do the same. Merry Christmas to you. Kevin Lehman, as we talk a little college basketball, washer systems of Iowa sponsors. And uh, the Nemhard grads, you know, they are uh, they're fine Canadians. 
Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I figured. You know every Canadian. I know a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> Checking the rosters. If they got that Canada connection. Yeah, Ontario boys, I want to say. Yes, you're we'll, exactly right. Uh, 1125, Mitch Holtis will join the program next. Circus Sports sponsors Trent's Play of the Day. Uh, it's the Chiefs and the Chargers, an AFC West collision. Mitch Holtis next, Miller and Condon, 106. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee their professional landlords manage your property 24 7 so you don't have to collect the rent you don't have to maintenance inspections and tax paperwork you don't have to there's no upfront fees no binding contracts and you can cancel at any time find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com that's renterswarehouse.com renters warehouse des moines you can't buy happy Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf... H-U-G-S. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. Eleven thirty. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. Papa John Central Iowa sponsors this segment. He is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, Chargers tonight, SoFi Stadium, the scene of the Super Bowl, and Mitch is back with us. Hello, Mitch Holtis. How are you? Can you rarely get me on game night? I know. You rarely it. get me in this mode. So I'm already. You know, headbutting sheetrock and <laughs> foaming at the mouth. This is like you when the puck drops at center ice. Like, uh, here we go, man. So it's game night. Let's let's roll. Indeed Biggest game is. in the AFC West in five years. It's huge. No doubt about it. Before we get into it, I want to get you out of game mode just for one second because you shared press okay. row. You shared press row with Blair Kirkhoff. You shared press boxes with Blair Kirkhoff. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. I know you know him well yep. in the news that uh, we saw this morning about what his fight is going to uh, be here in the immediate future. Everybody's hoping for Blair Kirkhoff. He's, yeah, you got me there. Uh, he's, he really is a, a great human and, uh, as good. And, and it ref, it's reflected in what he's done in his writing, yep. what he has done in his coverage, whether long form or short form, his, uh, he is, he's got, he's like Andy Reed. Uh, their success is because they capture the human spirit. Mm-hmm. 
but we also know, you know, our lives and our mortal bodies are, are indeed that. So yeah, he's, he's a great dude and we just, I uh, hope he can fight this fight. No doubt about it. Let's get you back in football mode, <laughs> shall we, little gay face? All right, all right. <clears throat> so this Chargers team has been inconsistent throughout the year. I guess you could say the same thing for certainly the Chiefs, too. But when they're clicking, they're as good as almost everybody in football. Watching Herbert, just the way that at times so effortless in the throwing motion mm-hmm. and the big arm that comes along with it. i got to guess that's where you start, right, with the quarterback and just trying to make Herbert uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's not easy to do. Uh, he because he's so big. You've got you honestly have the size of a Roethlisberger and the arm strength of Mahomes yeah. with Herbert. And quite honestly, what's been different in their approach since we played him in September is they're more designed runs. Trent, it's almost like they watched Buffalo video and want to use him in the run game, much like Buffalo will use Josh Allen. It looks like a scramble, but if you really look at it up closely because of their blocking schemes, uh, they want him to run the ball, and he's dangerous there. So, much like when you face Mahomes, he can get you a thousand ways. Herbert can do the same. Throw it long. He's not as accurate on short throws. He struggled this year. You talk about his inconsistency. That's on the short throws. His checkdowns, his underneath intermediate routes, intermediate routes, where sometimes he'll just walk the bases loaded. That's where Mahomes has it over him. But his ability to be big, run, hard to sack, and you said get him off his spot, that's very difficult to do, much like it is with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. Uh, Last week, Mitch, against the Raiders, was that Kansas City's most complete game of the year? If not, it was the first game against the Raiders. But uh, honestly, you know, if I'd throw in, I think the first game against the Raiders, you'd have to throw in special teams because there was the fake punt. And uh, just a little more impactful plays from special teams. Although even in the game on Sunday, the Chiefs were able to get a decent play in special teams. People overlook the fact, Ken, that Chiefs right now are number one in the NFL in kickoff coverage and punt coverage. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. And that just kind of gets glossed over. But this team is a little bit more complete. Uh, now we got concerns, as the whole league does, about COVID. I mean, I know it's where you're going next or soon. But that could affect things just depth-wise or, or how the, both teams tonight approach it. Uh, but still, uh, probably a tie uh, with the two Raiders games of being all three phases and all three light bulbs, offense, defense, and special teams fully fully illuminated. So change what you guys did with travel? Any changes that have been implemented yet by Kansas City with what's happening across the whole NFL landscape with COVID? Not yet, Trent, but... Mm-hmm. I would say stay tuned. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got 100 positive tests in this league in the last 72 hours. The Chiefs have not been immune to it. We had the positive test with Chris, or at least Chris Jones is on the COVID list. I don't want to say positive. I got to be careful about my wording here. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is on the COVID list. Josh Gordon, wide receiver, is on the COVID list. And then yesterday, um, as concerning to me about not having Chris Jones tonight potentially is not having Willie Gay Jr. Yeah. because he is he really didn't play he didn't play against the Chargers the first time uh, he's great in covering could be great in covering Eckler he's big in the nickel package so if he's out you now have because Largarius Sneed is not going to play again tonight with his bereavement situation having his brother allegedly murdered 
you know, last weekend. I mean, that's not even a week ago. That's cra- crazy. So much stuff has happened here in six days that you will not have potentially Snead in the back, Gay in the middle, or Jones at the front against a Charger offensive team that you laid out is pretty good. No, that's for sure. Uh, you know, Mitch, when, when did this team, and they're never, their calling card's not going to be a defensive team, all right? They got Patrick Mahomes and those weapons they have on offense. Yet, when you look at what they're doing in the turnaround, a, a lot of it's predicated on the defensive side of the ball because they're getting stops. They're getting that offense back on the field. When did you see this defense really turn around? We saw Melvin Ingram inserted into the lineup. He's played a huge, huge factor in that. Uh, when did this Chiefs team really become the defensive threat that they are honestly it really started in the second half of the titan game now you could say i mean the chiefs got wiped out in that game 27 to 3 and they say well the titans just throttled down well not necessarily that's a game where melvin i'm sorry where king henry before he got hurt was mad he was wanting the ball and get to 100 yards and the chiefs basically stopped them they kept the titans from scoring in the second half you go whoa whoa you can't count that well, if you're asking for an alpha point, even though it may be, feel like an eighth of an inch here, that lit the fuse, and then everybody poo-pooed the game against the Giants. Well, that was the next step. Then the next step was to become dominant. Ken and Trent, this defense has held three straight opponents to nine, nine, and nine. <laughs> I said they're dressed to the nines here, to use the vernacular. But that hasn't been done since 1997. So it's not only stopping teams, can they've been dominant. Like, they're crushing teams. Now, that challenge is going to be faced tonight with Keenan Allen's back for the Chargers. We know Mike Williams has big games always against the Chiefs. They have Jared Cook. I don't know about Austin Eckler. He's got his ankles jacked up, but they're expecting him to play. And then with Herbert either running or throwing, this is the biggest challenge this defense has had. But if you really examine them, now, over a month and a half, there has been no defense in the NFL as dominant, not just okay, but dominant as this Chiefs defense. Thursday game, quick turnaround, obviously, but you do get the mini-buy that comes along with it here, that extra time yep. here at the end of the season. Going to be tough tonight, but what does that do, having these extra three days late in the season? Everybody, of course, chasing the number one seed in the real buy come playoff time, but the importance of getting this extra rest after this one tonight. This is like when McDonald's put, put, put more <laughs> toppings on the best pizza you've ever had. All right. This is just one more topping. You, you really hit on an astute point that is easy to overlook in this game. And here's, follow me on this. If the Chiefs win tonight, they will have a 92% probability of winning the division for an unprecedented six straight time. <laughs> it's never happened in the AFC West, which really dates back to the old AFL West in 1960. All right. If they lose, that probability for the Chiefs goes to 29%. Now, you've added the extra toppings here on the Papa John's pizza from Donaldson's. Here's why. If you win this game, it's like winning two games. This is like going into a regular bye. This late in the season to play this big a game on a short week, and you get the mini bye, you're running the 10,000 meters at the Drake Relays, but you get a chance to get a rest and a drink, and you up the other runners have to run one more lap this actually gives you a pit stop to have a thursday night game this late in the year to make a rush to get the one seat so if you lose tonight that gets somewhat well it really kind of doesn't completely get neutralized but 
you see how it can get neutered. If you win tonight, you've got a nine-tenths chance of winning the division, which means you'll play at home. But you get a pit stop away from this casserole, which is the AFC, and just a bunch of, it's like stew. It's a whole bunch of stuff in there. you got a chance to win the one seed if you win this game tonight and get a brief rest before a three-game push, uh, which will be a very drama-filled three-game, three weeks uh, in the NFL and the AFC, to be specific. One at home, two on the road. Well, it's Thursday night football. It's Papa John's. It's still bacon mania. Sounds like a winning combination uh, to meet, Mitch Holtis. Here's what I would do for people right now. I know we're at lunch. You can grab some lunch. Uh, we're not quite at lunch here in Los Angeles. <laughs> but get ready right now for this Thursday night game. These night games, Thursday nights, Sunday nights, are huge in Des Moines and the environs thereof for Papa John's Pizza. So you can order online, get it ready to roll, and be just locked in, and you'll be like I am right now, which is you'll eat pizza, but you'll have also saliva on your face because you're like like a rabid dog here. I mean, this is game night in the biggest game of the season so far, maybe in the NFL calendar, uh, with these two teams and these two quarterbacks. So nothing better than having a Papa John's pizza to enjoy this big game tonight. Appointment TV for me, Mitch. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Appreciate it. You got it, brother. Good Thank to talk you guys. to you. Yep. Take care. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Should be a fun one. I tonight. can't wait for this one. I don't think he's overselling this game. It's a no. huge, huge game. Two good young quarterbacks going to face each other a bunch of times. Chargers, with the win, they would be the season sweep. Mm-hmm. Have every tiebreaker that would go their way. Of course, Kansas City with the two-game lead if they get it tonight. What are the Chargers? 25-1 to 1, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think. Is that what it is? I think so. What, are you looking at it? No, I've already team? got them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You have to have surrounded. a third. I do. I've got probably eight. But you don't have Kansas City. Nope. Who else don't you don't have? Don't have Tampa. Don't have Tampa. Got Green Bay at 12. You have so New England? Good. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. I got a bunch of 20 to 1s. Cowboys. Yeah, anyways. We'll come back. Uh, Trent's got a play of the day to get to. Thank you, Mitch Holtz. Thank you, Papa John's. PapaJohns.com here in Central Iowa. Miller and Condon. Uh, one more segment to go on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. 512 Equal Housing Lender. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local sports. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. 
right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I should also mention, uh, for those of you who like the fantasy show that usually airs on Tuesday night, it got bumped. Uh, it will air tonight. The crew will be on the air tonight talking fantasy football, I believe 7 o'clock for that. All right, Trent Condon, time for our Circus Sports or your Circus Sports play of the day. We do have NFL tonight. It's an AFC West matchup. Chargers versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by a field goal. Is that where you're going to land? Jackson State? So what if they pay Iowa State taxes, by the way? <laughs> They're getting a lot of money coming through Good the state. What a smart scheduling move, though. Brilliant, right? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. You know, we see this from time to time where one of these teams come in, but you're going to come up, not knock out two, let's knock out three. Absolutely. Well, they got them all, didn't they? No, not Iowa. They didn't play Iowa. Sunday, so let's see. What what would it be? This Sunday they were... I thought they did. Yeah, Sunday, right. Sunday so let's see. What, what would it be? This Sunday... They they were, of course, played Iowa State. Do you stay in Ames before you go to Cedar Falls? Do you go to Waterloo, Cedar Falls? Stay there on Sunday night and Monday? Oh, choices, choices. I know. So many of them. <laughs> I'd say I, I'd keep in names for a night. Uh, what are you going to do tonight? Do you have something you're going to bet on? I am going to bet the Chargers. You're, you're taking the points. I'm going to grab the field goal okay. here. And, and I wonder, what's more likely? You get three and a half or two and a half. More than likely it's going to stay at three. Um, I think you're going to I think it's going to go up with Chiefs money. I think so too. Yep. Uh looking right now, 73% of the tickets, 61% of the money is mm-hmm. on Kansas City. So, yeah, if that keeps going that direction, I think you're going to get that three and a half. And looking at Circa right now, Kansas City minus 115. So, you can see the juice is moving a little bit there. Uh more than likely you get to 120 and then that three and a half comes, but they don't want to get off that number. It would take a couple of monster yeah, for sure to get that one. So I'm gonna grab that one. I'm gonna be watching the Drake game tonight. I ESPN plus. For what we saw Jackson State, they played good defense mm-hmm. and okay. played really well in the first half Tuesday against you. With the Roman Penn injury, trying to figure out exactly how they're using Tucker DeVries. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to grab the points here. Not going to do it yet. Not, not an official play. How about that? Uh, they What was the total? I mean, I know the, the game was 84 points, so that had to fly under when they played <laughs> right. Iowa State last, what, weekend, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it. I'll watch the football, probably keep like you and I on the uh, ESPN Plus on the screen. Uh, for you fans of the Minnesota Vikings, the voice of the Minnesota Vikings, Paul Allen, is going to join us tomorrow. In fact, we are going to tape PA in just a few minutes as he's on the air the same time we are, but we will record him. Play it tomorrow when we come to you live from Barley's? Barley's. In Council Bluffs. So you're... you're you don't have any sniffles coming on. No, I'm on my. I'm headed west. All right, all right. I'm headed west. The winds are going to be. I'm uh, just much... waiting, waiting for that phone call tomorrow morning. No, no, I'm going. I'm going for sure because I know how that basement in Ankeny sets up for you. <laughs> it does pretty well. So is this chair I'm in right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what time are you leaving? Seven twenty-five. Okay, so I got to leave probably ten minutes before you since I you got yeah. uh, I got a little bit longer 
commute over to Council Bluffs than you do. Are you a fast ride. driver? Are you, you got lead foot over yeah, there? Yeah. 70, 75. Oh, okay. I mean, not 80s. You're not, you're not hitting 80s. No, okay. I try to stay below the, the magic number that you know alerts the... What is the magic? Well, that's a 5-0 question. It varies, right? I think it's usually under 10. Under 10, yeah. I think. I like to hit that 77. Cruise at 77. That's a good number for me. So I'll be ahead of you. Uh, well, so you'll beat me then. I'll beat you. Uh, have your phone turned on because you know me and technology, my GPS, who knows where it's taking me. Barley's. Uh, I know. I'm going to get there. We'll be there. We'll be there live uh, coming up tomorrow as Circa makes an appearance in the western part of the state. Uh, speaking of making an appearance, well, Murph and Andy, how about that? In an hour, a little more than an hour, then the Fanatics are in here at 3. KXNO Fantasy Show tonight. Um, I'm going to say 7 o'clock. We're Miller and Condon. Thanks for being with us. Weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.